Speak Live. I'm your host, Todd Bailey. Join me on the podcast tonight. Wake up, so I'm Pots and Pants. Hey, big fella, how are you? Good, mate. How are you? Good. You've had the day off. Are you recovering from last night? We went along to see Thor Ragnarok. Don't you mean Homer Simpson Ragnarok? Um, we're going to talk about that, mm. yes. Uh, overall, so that was one we did last it. night. We went as a group, didn't yes. we, last yes. night? I had um, a group of mates and, and uh, a couple of partners. My lovely wife was The Kaboom Comics Entourage? It, is that what we're calling it yes. now, is it? Yes, yep. Um... Look, I went into it. Uh, the trailers had looked fantastic. Mm. Um, now, can you say the director's name? Because I always I got I, I, some Kiwi bloke. <laughs> I will Google that in a second. Um, look, we went into it pretty high expectations, yeah. and it, it had that sort of colourfulness of um, Guardians the, of the Galaxy. That the, sort of look the about title, it. The yes. Thor Ragnarok. Yes, it, it jumped. It was almost. I'm not going to say neon, but like, uh, oh, how would you describe it? Well, it, it, it was. The, it was. Um, is it the Bifrost, the uh, the yes. gateway? So the gateway is very colourful. So they used a bit of that in, within the title sequence of it. Yeah, it had a um, a bit of a Guardians of the Galaxy feel to it, didn't it? Um, and it, even people coming out, when, you know, not, not that I was eavesdropping or anything, but people near us were saying the same thing. They, they were like comparing it to Guardians One. Oh, yes. that was just as good as Guardians Number One. And um, uh, it's probably the funniest film, yeah, Marvel film, and quirkiest, quirky. Yes, yeah. actually perfect. You just nailed. And it. I think I think they, they, it's quirky because the director um, did that that vampire. Uh, I'm going to pronounce it uh, uh, Take Up Waititi. Waititi? God oh, bless also, you. Also known as uh, uh, Tiaka, Tiaka, I think? Cohen. Okay, so mm. he, he, he also now, goes by that name. Now, now, from what I understand, he actually acted in the Green Lantern movie as you were his best this. mate. Uh, he it. was, uh, well, in the comics, he was always known as Pie Face. I don't know whether they called him that in the... Uh, in that movie, I'm not 100% I, sure. Now, I, I think the best character in Thor Ragnarok... Was the, the, the Kiwi rock dude, uh, Gladiator. Korg. Yeah. Korg. Yeah, yeah, Korg was pretty bloody good. Yeah, um, there you go, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? There's going to be so many Americans that are going to be flipped <laughs> out. Because I read today, and, and they kind of nailed it. Um, a reviewer said it's a very, actually, it's almost an Australian mm. film. Like, yes, it was filmed here and everything else, but they reckon the sensibility of the film. And, uh, yeah. It has and a very, it's very much Australian being, sensibility. Him being a New Zealander definitely shone through. And, and a ca- lot of... This will get a shot in New Zealand for saying this, but, you know, like, the Kiwis are one, a part of us anyway. <laughs> just, it's an undeclared, um, you know, another state of Australia. We, we, we just haven't conquered it. We just haven't bothered sending the resources over there to actually play. <laughs> Their flag is so similar to ours anyway. It's like, it's like another state. It's a bit like Tassie, you know? Like, we go, oh, yeah, we, we almost forget about Tassie being part of Australia. Well, it's the same in New Zealand. Um, we claim everything. They're trying to claim the Lemmington. They are. Theirs, you know? And so many New Zealanders in it. Sam Neill. Yes, was in it, and the, you know, um, I think she, I think it was Topaz or something like that. The woman who was the gar, uh, the collector's offsider, mm. she voices the grandma in uh, Moana. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, she's been in a lot of other things as well. She's a great New Zealand actress, but um, yeah. So it's a bit of a, a nod to a, to Kiwi. Carl Urban, Carl Urban was in it. He was in it, trying to put on a, a buddy. British thug sort of um, accent. Now, this doesn't ruin the film for anyone else, okay? But I, and I'm going to mention this. There's a cameo. Of course, there's the, the, oh. the, there's the Stan Lee Spo- cameo. Spoiler alert away. Who cares? There's a, well, this really isn't a spoiler. Spoiler alert! Do you know why I'm saying it's not really a spoiler alert? Mm. Because we got out of it. Half our fucking crew that was didn't with know. it... Didn't pick up on it. Oh. There's a cameo by an actor in it, mm. and he's playing... 
There's a thought. I'm going to put it this way. There's a play happening on yes. uh, Asgard, as in a the- theatrical kind of street Expl- play. Explaining the history of... Well, yeah, and, and it's very favourable to Loki, mm. okay? Yes. And the actor playing Loki in this street play yeah. is Matt Damon. Yes. Right? And Sam Neill plays Odin, Odin in, in, okay? in this little play. Yeah. And uh, the guy playing Thor in it is actually another Hemsworth. He's a cousin or a brother or something. To, he's <laughs> Barry not, Hem- another Hemsworth. It, it was Barry Hemsworth. He's the bloke that owns the car wash in Newcastle. <laughs> Anyway, we got out of there and I'm like, how fucking cool was that? That Matt Damon came Half the crew were like, was that who that was? Was that Matt Damon? They must have done something with his nose. Uh, (laughs) Don't you start. Jeremy Renner and his nose uh, extender. Um, English is not good today. For me, it felt very New Zealander-ish. The film. The, the film, because of so many New Zealand accents that were in it. Did you, well, my wife was sitting there because she grew up around um, Tambourine mm-hmm. in the Gold Coast hinterland. Yes, okay? yes, yes. She's sitting there and she's picking certain, like, like when um, throughout the film uh, on Asgard, when they're going through. Um, up to the sort of temple area. Uh, yeah, to like a, a mountain fortress where, yeah. they, where they're trying to keep Asgardians safe. Yes. The common folk. Yes. All through there, that was filmed in the Gold Coast hinterland up around t- uh, Tambourine. Mm-hmm. And my wife turns to me during the which she goes, I can take you there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> which can be misconstrued I, anyway. I, I was really thinking. She wants to what? Um, no, she actually meant, yeah, we can go down there and actually see where that was filmed because oh, okay. it's all part of uh, Tambourine. And you could easily pick the, the Brisbane streets scene. You could, yes. Uh, which was meant to be New York. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But they but, did adjust the skyline, but uh, the yeah, buildings. The buildings. Yeah. When it was actually on street level I'm yeah. sitting there going that's a Brisbane City Council bus in the background that's just had the council part kind of <laughs> you know digitally altered out how come there's no yellow taxi cabs there's like- a girl who comes up to him and goes can I have a photo with you, you know, yeah. like, that's the worst American accent I've ever done in my <laughs> she life she probably was American she's a Hemsworth <laughs> Uh, there, you go through, look on IMDb or whatever it is, I think, and there is just a ton of Hemsworths that oh, are all make little guest appearances in that film. They're um, replicating. Yeah. But look, honestly, Thor Ragnarok, because um, we're not going to spoil the, 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 the movie. We'll say a few things, though. Mm. Obviously, um, uh, Hela, the goddess of yes. death, she's pretty much the main big bad mm-hmm. in it, mm. Ca- uh, played uh, by the, the fantastic Kate Blanchett. Yes, my yes. wife's got a massive thing for her, and she just loved it. She goes, "Oh, how good was Kate Blanchett?" Yes, phenomenal. I think she. And there's another. There's another Aussie. Well, um, just quickly on that, did you notice her headdress kept on changing? Yeah, because it, it morphed. So she, yeah. as soon as she put her hands to her hair, like slick her hair back, it would turn into. And in uh, half the movie, it's kind of wrapped around her eyes, and then it, it, it goes evolved. away, and then it comes back, and it's. It's a different sort of one. It evolved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and some changes that came out of it, like going into Avengers Infinity, yes. give me some very interesting changes to the Thor character. Um, now, everyone's seen it in the trailer, mm. so I'm not ruining anything, but yeah, Milnior? Meow meow. Disappears. Gets, like, broken by yeah. Hela. Um, and, yeah, to be honest with you, that does not get rectified. No. So he, he got no hammer. And, and neither does the most... The, the biggest part of the Thor character is his hair gets lopped off. Yeah, yeah he's got the short hair. And, By and some old old creepy dude. We won't say who it is. Well, that's how he that, gets explained in the movie. That's uh, that, that's a nice little cameo there as well. Um, look. And then more more physical changes, but we won't, we won't spoil it. Stephen Strange, Doctor Strange mm. at Bleecker Street. That was a fantastic yes. section of the film there. Yeah. Um, and, and it was quite, quite funny. Played mm. for laughs at yes. certain parts of it. Um, the whole thing on Sakaar. 
with the the Grandmaster, and which you know that taps into the whole Planet Hulk storyline, like the bits and bits and pieces of elements, um, and of course uh, Hulk in the arena taking on on Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was just fantastic, um, and I really enjoyed the characterization of the Hulk. He's got yes. his own because in it, uh, like Hulk's been in charge. Uh, for two years, he's yes. been like so. Bruce hasn't been Bruce for two years. It's just been Hulk. He's he's got vocalizations now. Yeah, and he he actually has, uh, I guess, the mentality and the temperament of a, of a spoilt kid, mm-hmm. doesn't he? When he, he throws does. a temper he tantrum and throws things around and everything else. Yep. Um. So yeah, I really dug the the fight scenes on Sakaar with uh, like it's an, it's an arena. It's it's yes. um it's it's very much a, a sci fi gladiator arena. Yeah. And, and Jeff Goldblum is the grandmaster. Mm-hmm. So he controls like Sakaar's his own little private, you know, phantom yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the t- the tower that he lives in has got a big Hulk face statue on the front of it, but then he's got alternate statue faces all the way down, probably from previous champions yeah. in his tournaments. Yeah. Um, and of course, yeah. So he he kind of makes uh, Thor fight Hulk, and yes. you, you know we've all seen the trailer. It's a fr- he's a friend from work. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that whole dynamic of him getting off the planet, and, yes. and of course, then you know uh, you got he manages to get. Hulk to turn back to Bruce. Mm-hmm. Bruce has no idea where the hell he's been yeah. for two years. Yes, he's um, flipping out that he hasn't been in control. Out, yeah. And of course, it's a high stress environment. Mm-hmm. So he's there's that little. I like that little um, almost a uh, Doctor Jekyll, uh, Edward Hyde moment where he kind of turns in the crowd. Yeah, and he's kind and of his snar- face is, yeah. yeah, and he snarls a little bit. His yeah. voice changes yep, to, yep, yep. to Hulk, and um, I thought that was a cool little uh, transition. And the crowd have got all the, the cutouts of his face and yeah. cheering for the Hulk. Yeah. Um, I thought the whole Sakaar scenes worked well. I've heard a couple of complaints today from, from fans who were massive fans of playing Hulk. They wish they had of, had more... Um, more of a Hulk thing there. I'm like, well, what more did you want? It's a th- it's Thor Ragnarok, yes. not, not Hulk Planet Hulk. Um, and of course, you know they have said that there's there's not not going to be any standalone Hulk yes. films because of licensing rights, um, you know all that kind of stuff. This was the best we could get, mm. and I'm taking it. I loved it. I it thought, w- although it would have been good to see a fight before the Thor Hulk fight, I can imagine. Yeah, maybe but, some flashbacks to him taking on other people. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, the director, of course, voicing Korg, <laughs> and he is a cool character, right? I was a bit worried that the humor might have been a little bit too um, not. Guttural, but you know, yeah, because he's like the whole. There's a line in there, and you can see this. It's all on the nets. I'm not ruining anything. Where Hulk's talking, uh, uh, Thor's talking about his hammer. Yeah, and Korg's like he goes, and I used to twirl it around, and it would pull me off. And he goes, "Oh my god, the hammer pulled you off." (laughs) And he goes, "No, no, no. It, it, you know, made me. uh, I would ride my hammer." He goes, "You rode your hammer. Well, not ride it. The hammer rode you." And you know, it sounds like you had a very intimate relationship with your hammer. The crowd just went crazy. Everyone in the now cinema is, Now, is that racist for putting that voice on? <laughs> I hope not. No, hang on. He ca- no, because he... I, I actually have Kiwi heritage, so I'm allowed to get away with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, that's just a disclaimer there. Uh, not that I'd normally actually bring out my Kiwi heritage, but, you know, for this instance, <laughs> I will. Um, it was a great It was a great character, yeah. And then having to get back to, to um, uh, Asgard, Asgard and everything yes. else. Yep. Even the whole Asgardian stuff, like Carl. Urban a scourge. Mm. Um, you know, there was a bit of a redemption with his character. Yes. We saw, and my wife was so upset because she loves the whole Valkyrie thing. And yes. there was a flashback to, to oh, the Valkyries explaining versus, how uh, it happened. Yes, yes. And it wasn't very long, but the, oh my God, the imagery. It, 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 it reminded me of 300. 
where it was yes. slow motion and very stylized, and, and the just the backgrounds, yeah, yeah. flying in through. It was the almost, it was almost like painted, sort oh, of, yeah, beautiful. And the wife was like, I, she, she would love to have seen more of the Valkyrie, not it, just that one flashback. It, it almost felt like it, uh, 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 an animated version of an Alex Ross painting. It did. That's how it, it felt you, like. You yeah. Nailed it, actually, perfect. Um, so look, overall, the whole film, you know, some superhero films, especially lately, mm. where you get, you know, you get to the end of it, you go, oh, there's probably five or ten minutes worth I could have cut out. Where, where it was sort of dialogue that sort of explained what yeah, was happening or, yeah, or who little, this character you know, was, you get who that was. dips in a movie. Yeah. And you kind of go, and, and mentally, you don't say that, like, mentally, like, oh, come on, get to the next bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that problem with this film. Yeah. I think the pacing for this film was fantastic. It was on, on beat, everything. Boom, boom, boom. It kept me mm. hooked mm-hmm. the whole way through. The soundtrack. Phenomenal, yes. especially for yes, the yes. fight scene with that Led Zeppelin song. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, was it the immigrant song? The immigrant song. Yes. Oh my god, that just worked <laughs> perfect. And did you notice even um, throughout other parts of the film, especially on Sakaar, the yes. score had that the eighties like, um, sort of yeah. I, I want to say video game esque, yeah, like, yeah, musicy sound. Yes. Like, that's I'm describing this the, horribly. The, the Tron sort of soundtrack music. Boom, yeah. you nailed it. Yeah, God, see, what would I do without podcasting <laughs> with you? I swear. And I did. I picked that up. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm enjoying that. This music, I'd like to get the Definitely. soundtrack just for that. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't know whether it's available at like the Guardians mm. one. It'd be cool if they did. Yeah. But honestly, um, my only gripe with this film, mm-hmm. okay, and, and I've spoken to others and they're like, oh, yeah, but you can't let that, you know, weigh you down with the film. My only gripe, the portrayal of Thor, his yes. characterization yep. from Thor 1 to, th- to Thor 3. Exactly. Including the, his other appearances, you know, in Avengers mm-hmm. and everything else. It seems like they've dumbed him down. Yes. He's become the Homer Simpson, as you exactly. said as you exactly. said earlier, yep. the Homer Simpson of the Marvel Universe. Mm, mm. Now, some people have gone, yeah, but yeah, he was arrogant. In Thor 1, he's the arrogant you know, god, young godling who's been cast out of Asgard. But he never, I never felt like he was bumbling Whereas in, in that one, in, in, in the latest film, yeah, yeah. In, in Thor Ragnarok, he is. There's moments where he's full on, a, a bit of a prat. Yeah, does the the prat fall type? Yeah, it, it's almost like, it's almost like Thor and Mister Bean had a child, <laughs> and that's who Thor, that's oh, who Thor Ragnarok. That's is. a reach. That well, I'm is. just saying, you know, <laughs> just putting that out there. I'm dude. just saying, I wouldn't have been surprised for him to go. Um, so that's probably my only niggly thing. I, uh, you know, I think look, it works for this film. Isn't yes. it? it was a funny film, and it suited it. But I just think. Uh, I think a little bit of the the um, the admiration I had for Thor as a character mm. has been just um, watered down a little yeah. bit because of the, his portrayal is, over the you know since that film. He's, is, yeah, is it is it is it a way of making Thor more human? That's what, um, so he's not so much a god. Well, that was what was said to me. It was maybe humanity's rubbing off on him. He's spent enough time around humans mm. that he's not as godlike now. He's more, he's becoming more. Which is interesting Dude. because by the end of this movie, you see that he his powers have increased. Well, his powers have changed by the end of the movie. Yeah. We're not going to say anything, yeah. not, not spoiler alerting. Physically, his mm. appearance has changed, yes. so that's going to be interesting going into Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we mentioned earlier, you, know, you see it in the trailer, he no longer has the hammer. Yes. So, yes. very, very interesting. Now, what I did uh, hear today is mm. uh, apparently, um, I don't know, you might be able to track it down apparently the first few pages of the script for guardians uh for, sorry for the beginning of uh, infinity war infinity, Avengers war? infinity yeah. war yep are online and you can read Ooh. where it's the guardians flying through space and out of nowhere thor crash lands <clears throat> onto their windshield and, okay and uh rocket is like get it off get it off get it off <laughs> um 
Which makes sense. When you see the mid credit scene... Yes, there is. ...for Thor Ragnarok, yeah. that could make sense. Um, the day, like, there is a post-credit scene. Mm. I'd honestly say, yeah, it's nothing special. Uh, it's, yeah. It's just got the Grandmaster in it again. Yeah. There's no setup in it for, for any for other anything film. anything else. Which is something that I've been really... Uh, not upset, but um, it feels like it's been lacking from the last couple movies. Yes, that, actually. That those post-credit sequences kind of... I totally agree with you. You know, it usually used to come out of the early months Marvel films, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, how cool was that?" Mm. It's, it's a setup for the next. Film. Yes, the, the last handful of Marvel Universe films haven't done that. No, um, I mean everyone says about Guardians two with Adam Warlock, but most people walked out of there not knowing who Adam Warlock was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, everyone's like, who, "Who's that guy?" Um, it wasn't that big of a reveal. And no, holy it shit! Wasn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> well, what do you call them? I uh, used to refer to them, a holy shit moment. Yeah, or whatever. You know, when you're watching something, you're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, Anyway, look, if we had to rate it, I'm going to give it a uh, I'm going to give it a 4.9 out of 5. Yeah. The reason it loses that little bit is because of of you know, he's become a bit of the the, the comedian clown of, yeah. of the Marvel universe and yeah. I just a little bit meh about that. But otherwise 4.9 out of 5. Ginge, what do you rate I, it? I I'd go 4 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I didn't think it was a perfect movie, but it was pretty close to it. Pretty close to it. I agree. Great rock and soundtrack. Uh, fantastic uh, direction from uh, from the New Zealand director. Now, I've, <laughs> I've, oh, you've, you heard me say it before. Now you're going to make me do it, it again. It had great humour in it. It, it, it did. It, it, it was definitely laugh out loud humour in it. But you know, it was it, there was a lot of fun moments to uh, it. Take a Waititi. Okay. God bless um, you. I'm, I'm, pro- I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying it wrong anyway, but I think he's a fantastic director. I, mm. I can't wait to see more big Hollywood films from him. Um, the whole cast, everyone, right down to Mark Ruffalo, yes. um, you know, uh, Kate Blanchett, everyone, fantastic mm. casting again. They've yep. nailed it. Fan- really good, enjoyable film. If you haven't seen it yet, go along, watch it. It's definitely a big screen worthy film. Don't yes. hold off for Blu ray or home release no. for this one. No, go, go see it on the, big, it on the screen. big screen. You, yeah. You don't have to have watched the previous Thor films either. Because I, I, I hadn't seen The Dark World. You hadn't? I still no, haven't right. seen it. Um, you should watch that one. I should get though. around to it. But you don't need. You can go no. in without seeing those and enjoy this film as it is. Thor Ragnarok, 4.9 from me, 4.5 out of 5 from Ginge. Yep. We highly recommend it. Now, Speaking of movies, Ginge, we got to see on the big screen there last night, finally on the big screen, yes. Justice League trailer. We did indeed. Now, we want to talk a few things about that, don't mm. we? You brought up an interesting point last night about Superman. Okay, j- j- just quickly on Superman, there's something I've, that's kind of been tinkering around in my head for a while. Yep. At the end of uh, Batman vs. Superman, yes. there is two funerals. There is one for Superman. Spoiler alert, in case you haven't oh, watched them, by the way. x on the... <laughs> It's all right. A. If you haven't watched yeah. it now, what are you doing? Living under a bloody rock? Yeah, come on. Everyone knows. All right. Superman had a funeral. Yes. A big state funeral. Clark Kent had the funeral at the homestead. Family and friends. Yes. But a funeral nonetheless. Yes. Now, I can understand that when Superman comes back to life, everyone on the planet would be like, oh my God, Superman's alive again. You can write that off. He's yep. a god. Yes. But... How does Clark Kent go back to the Daily Planet and say, hey, can I have my job back? I've yeah, come back even, from the death. How does he rock up around Smallville and kind of like, hey, how are you? Just Holy fuck, milk- that's Clark Kent. <laughs> exactly. I went to your funeral, dude. What the? 
I yeah. put you I put you in the ground and shoveled dirt over the top of exactly. your box. Exactly. How do you explain that one away? I don't know. How, how because Superman needs uh, an alter ego, doesn't he? Oh, I believe he or does. Or are they going to go ahead and and just be Superman but has, 24 hours a day? But he's not going to hang around with Lois Lane. Well, what's going on? Hey, I don't know. What's you? going on? These are questions we demand These answers are questions for. that need to be answered. Clark Kent is not going to be able to go back to his 9 to 5 job. Yeah, he He's a journalist. He wants to be, uh, but he, you know, award-winning journalist. Now that you've seen that trailer on the big screen, mm. sitting in the cinema, darkened cinema, um, thoughts. Now, there's a fan theory, mm. okay, that this version of Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman, yep. is a continuation of the Michael Keaton Batman. Yes. Okay? Now, there's a line that Alfred says, uh, as it goes, I'm ad-libbing here, um, something along the lines of, and to think when your greatest worry was wind-up penguins, mm, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. There are some who are seeing that as a confirmation that that, that fan theory is true, that this version of, of, of a Batman follows on from follows those Michael from Keaton. Keaton, Tim Which Burton would be movies. kind of cool. I mean, but it's yeah. not the same costume. He's got a very different costume. The car's different. Um, you know, I guess you could say that's progression. I don't know whether I really buy into it, whether that's well, true or... The only thing that kind of... I wonder about is that in Batman Returns there was no actual wind-up penguins, was there? No, there were real penguins. They were real with, penguins with, with missiles strapped, strapped to, their to their backs. They weren't uh, yeah. mechanical ones. Yeah, I don't know. Good point, Jim. Although Good. it might be a continuation of Super Mario Brothers with the wind-up little bombs. <laughs> it could be too. And uh, this emerging of universes, <laughs> there, Jim. Um, now you know the whole thing too, like uh, the Big Bang Theory. We're running a promotion in the states. Mm-hmm. Which everyone's coming, going. Oh, that's just given away. The They've whole ruined thing. it because there's um, there's an emblem like a wheel of with all the movie char- individual character logos, logos on it, yes, including yes. a Green Lantern one, which yes. is, and it fits right in. It's in the same style of all the other movie mm-hmm. logos, mm-hmm. and everyone's gone. Oh, you've just confirmed Green Lanterns in it. Yeah. Now uh, remember, there was a report oh, like last year, and it's been reported again this year, where a bloke, uh, well, a couple of people I think who were on set have come out and, and said. Yes, there's a Green Lantern in it. No, it's not Hal Jordan. Mm. Um, and I still say, I reckon it'll be Abin Sir, uh, the protector, you know, like Earth's protector. Yeah. Or, you know, this, the, this sector's protector, I should say, mm-hmm. before Hal Jordan. So he dies and the ring goes to Hal, right? Okay. I reckon you, you we might see Abin Sir help the Justice League. Yeah. In this, get mortally wounded. This is my prediction. I could be yep. totally wrong, but at the end, he's mortally wounded. He dies, and the ring at the end of the film goes off and hence, finds its way to Hal Jordan. Hence the, the 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 voiceover in the trailer saying, "There's no more lanterns." Yeah. Yes. I reckon. I and reckon the Kryptonian's gone. Yep. And you know, there's there's other conjectures conjecture too. I should say over when Alfred's in the cave mm-hmm. and he goes, um, "Master Bruce said you'd come" or whatever. You yep. know. Yep. I thought you would come. And now you see some people saying they see a green glow in in Alfred's glasses. Mm-hmm. And if you look very, very to the edge of the screen, you can see a little uh, hint of red. So some people are going, oh, it's Superman, right? He's talking to Superman in the back cave. Others are going, no, 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 it's Green Lantern in the back cave, right? Mm-hmm. You've got another theory. I've got a theory. Right. Yep. This is, this all right, is, all right. And now remember that shit that we say on this podcast tends past, to come true. Has pr- has proven to be who, true. Who, who said what about a a, a little known Ben Affleck becoming yeah, Batman? There you go. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to put this prediction out there. Martian Manhunter, John Johns. Yeah. Right. It. What a perfect way to introduce him into the DC universe in film format because mm-hmm. he's a shapeshifter. He could have been anyone. Yes. 
Bruce could have known about him for a few years. Mm-hmm. Bruce has tried to recruit him. He's like, no, look, I'm just going to live my own thing over here as you yep. know, Martian Manhunter or whatever else. Because you get the red and the green, mm. right? Mm. What do you reckon? Am I crazy, Jim? Hey, it's not a crazy... It, it, it definitely throw people off the... You know. Now, it's only, what, two, three weeks away mm. from it coming out? Um, look, I'm excited. Oh, now, you're excited? Wrong. Feel these... <laughs> I'm a DC boy. You are as yes. well. We've enjoyed the Marvel film, mm-hmm. uh, Thor Ragnarok. How fantastic is that? But my heart holds out for Justice League. Yes. This is the one I am psyched for. Yep, yep. Um, and I'm, I'm going to be nervous sitting there. I hope it lives up to expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every time I see the trailer, I'm getting more excited. Others are saying, no, it still does nothing for me, the trailer. I'll wait and see it in, you know, on the big screen. Yeah. But for me, I don't know what it is. I think it's the DC fanboy in me just mm-hmm. makes me giddy with excitement for yeah. this, this film. This is what we have waited since we were kids yep. first reading DC Since comics. 1995? Four. Four. Um, okay. You got a worse memory than me. <laughs> this is what we've been waiting for for years: is to finally see the Justice yeah. League on the big screen, mm. and and we're three weeks away from it. How yes. freaking yes. cool! This is the golden age of pop culture. It's like it, a renaissance almost. It is. Yeah, everyone says about the golden age being the the thirties and the forties, mm. late thirties, early forties. Yep. That that's the golden age. You know what? I reckon we're in a modern golden age. Mm-hmm. This because we now get to see these characters yeah. and these storylines on the big screen. Absolutely, we get to buy the merchandise, the collection, yep. you know, the collectibles, the statues, mm-hmm. the action figures. There's never been a better time for that kind of merchandise. Yeah, and remember once upon a time when we first became uh, yeah. comic fans? Yes, mate, it was looked down upon. Yes, you know. Today, it's celebrated. Mm. Geek chic. Yes, mate. Geek chic. If anyone was to come to my house. Okay, if any guy came to my house... <laughs> I've been to your house. Jeez, they'd be they're overwhelmed. Yeah, a girl walks girl, in, she's probably going to turn probably and run away. <laughs> While we're talking about the trailer, <laughs> um, I saw another teaser trailer online today, and it actually had images of Mera in the trailer. Yes, you just told me this before we started the podcast. Yeah, really? so Thanks. she makes an appearance within the Justice League movie. Ah, cool, cool. So they're bringing characters in left, right, and center. This is why my, my prediction of a Martian Manhunter is not crazy. You should, well, it, it might be her in that, that part as well. Look, bright Ooh. red hair and green costume. No, no, well, no, I don't think so. No? I don't think so. I'm a little apprehensive because I, in the reflection, I thought I saw blue, like a... Yeah, it a sky blue. Well, it could be Superman. You never well, know. I was thinking Nightwing. Uh, oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, but still my beating yeah, heart. Yeah, I'm just I saying. You, if that happens, right? He could come from Bloodhaven to you, help. You know that you and I are going to go and watch it with my wife. She's mm. going to have to put up with two screaming fanboys, <laughs> right, in the cinema. Because when that scene happens... If it, if it happens... We'll be sitting there and you'll just hear this from the back of the crowd. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll probably pass out, you know. Uh, I just want to quickly talk about because today's podcast is mainly about Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to talk. We wanted to get our thoughts out on that. Um, coming up in the latest previews that's just hit comic book uh, comic shops mm-hmm. you know, around the world in, in the last couple of days. Uh, in the DC section, there's a bunch of brand new uh, comics yep. coming out uh, from some big name creators. Cool. Cool. Uh, James Tinian. Uh, along with art and cover by, by uh, Jim Lee, is The Mortal Men. Now, this spins okay. out of the Dark Universe, the whole thing uh, spinning out of, of Dark Knight's Metal, okay? okay? 
Right, yes. Uh, so DC's kind of delving into this dark universe and bringing out some new series. With okay. Some obscure characters in some instances that we haven't seen in years. All right. Now, Damage, he was a character from the 90s. Mm. Uh, I remember this, Damage, yeah. yeah. He's very different in, the, in this new uh, book coming out. Now, it's okay. by um, Robert Venditti and Tony S. Daniel. Sorry, okay. by Robert Van who? Venditti. Okay. Uh, so they're doing Damage. Uh, the Immortal Man is by James Tinian and uh, Jim Lee. Mm. Then you've got uh, The Silencer by uh, Dan Abnett along with John Romita Jr. Um, so th- that one will be all right. Where's the other one here? The Terrifics by Jeff Lemire with Ivan uh, Reese on the artwork. That mm. one I'm actually holding out for because it's a team of like uh, Metamorpho. You've is that got Plastic Man? Yeah, Plastic Man. You've also got Tom Strong. Um, and you've got uh, Mr. Terrific in there as well. So, And there's also Sideways. That's Dan DiDio and Justin Jordan, uh, along with doing uh, the, the artwork there is Kenneth Rockefort. These are big-name crea- hmm. writers and creators, and they're all having a crack at these dark universe-type yeah. uh, teams or store characters. Yep. So um, pre-orders were like, for number ones uh, for some of these series started last mm-hmm. month in okay. previews. Yep. But go along, visit your local comic book shop and check some of these out because I reckon, I'm just putting this prediction out there, these books are going to be hot. And I reckon a lot of comic shops are probably under-ordered. Yep. Um, and fans, once they come out, fans are going to go, oh, God, I want that. Yeah. And you're going to start seeing them sell out. So go in now. Tell your comic cool, shop you want it. Reserve a copy of some of these great series. And you should see the covers they're doing. You know, we've talked before, and we're, you know, going way back to the old Gatefold cover. Yes, 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 yes. They're doing something different. Okay. They've actually put an image in here so you can show people how this works. So it's not, it, so it's not a foil cover. It's no, a, no, no. It's, it's a gatefold-esque type cover. Uh, they're calling it a vert- vertical fold-out cover. <laughs> right? Vertical <laughs> fold-out cover. So you open the front and back cover, and mm-hmm. then there's a top flap and a bottom flap. <laughs> and they've got it here. It shows you. Yeah, so it almost makes it, a big, tall poster it, yeah. cover. It, it's... I'm tr- I'm trying to say it's a cross, but it's not. It's not quite a cross. It's, it's not a quite half a cross. cross. Yeah, three quarters of a if, cross. If, if that, yeah, if that made sense. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that, uh, sideways, the terrifics, mm. the immortal men, damage, and the silencer. That's some of these new ones mm. spinning out of, and they're calling them the new age of DC heroes. Okay, cool. So uh, pop along to your comic book sh- store, check those out. If you haven't picked up D- uh, Dark Knight's Metal yet. You're crazy. Get the tie-ins. Oh, my God. The tie-ins, these one-shots, like uh, Batman, we've had uh, the Red Death, uh, Dawnbreaker, yep. Merciless, Murder Machine, um, and there's a, a couple others yet to come out. These are one-shots that focus on nightmare kind of versions mm-hmm. of, of Batman from different uh, yeah. multiple Earths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my freaking God, man. They are fantastic, the tie-ins. Yeah. We're up to issue three of Dark Knight's Metal by um, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Fantastic series. Cool. Um, we've got another three issues of that one to go, plus there's a couple other tie-ins like Hawkman, Hawkman Found, which is one shot, and Batman Lost, also Batman, uh, The Man Who Laughs, mm-hmm. or ba- the, Ma- uh, the Batman Who Laughs. Um, so there's uh, we're, we're kind of halfway through this story arc. I'll talk more about it when it's finalised. Yeah. But um, looks solid rating. These are great stories. Um, go to your comic shop. Well, we're on to second printings of most of these wow. books. Um, because the first printings are gone. They all have beautiful kind of chromium shiny mm. covers and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but you might have to settle for some second prints. They're not having the shiny covers for the second prints. It's only okay. for the first prints. Um, fantastic. You do yourself a favour. Pick up Dark Knight's Metal and all the tie-ins. Mm-hmm. It's well worth it. You won't go wrong. And Awesome. Yeah. And I tell you what, it hit people by surprise. Yeah. And Doomsday Clock, it comes out next month. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We've just gone and increased our pre-order on number one again. Oh, wow. Bumped it up again. So many people late to the party just starting to jump on board that book is going to be 
huge. Check out the video online where it's uh, looking through the panels. Uh, was it ro- uh, Road to... Uh, well, yeah, there's that video, but there's also Road to, to Doomsday Clock, mm-hmm. and they were uh, talking to Jeff Johns. Yep. And they've done a couple of those little videos. The ash can's available online. You can actually download it. Cool. Uh, it was... Um, Bought out, shown on the, the, the at the panel in uh, New York Comic Con. Mm. It's now available. They actually okay. sent it out to retailers as a digital file to pass on to, cool. to show customers. Uh, it's all over the net. Awesome. The first six or so pages, phenomenal. It looks fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, Doomsday Clock. Seriously, don't leave it to the last minute. <laughs> if, if you if you want to jump get on, board, on it, people. The hottest story for 2018. Um, that's going to be it, Doomsday mm. Clock. Go and check it on out. Ginger, anything else you want to talk about? Um, just quickly, I have seen online a few photos from the upcoming Infinity Wars movie. Yeah, is this about the whole Hawkeye thing? Now, the, yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah. There's some, sh- there's some photos of Hawkeye in a costume that looks very different from previous incarnations. That's right. Um, there's uh, some of it harkens back to in the comics mm. uh, when Hawkeye became Ronan. Yes, where the, that costume was black with gold sort of Yellowy gold edges kind of stuff. On, on it. Yeah, highlights. And this this photo, you can see his boots are black with those gold trimmings around it. And if you remember, at the, uh, in the last uh, Avengers film, I think it was, wasn't it? Or was it Captain America? No, it was Avengers. Um, he kind of retired. Mm-hmm. As Hawkeye. Mm. So this could be him coming out and going, look, Hawkeye's retired, but I'll come back and fight on as, as Ronan. Now, the people are asking, is there going to be a scene where where uh, Captain America asks him to become the new Captain America and he shuns it to go be Ronan? Oh, okay. That's speculation. That's speculation, right? Because there is the, the other uh, news that Chris Evans, his contract is up. And he wants to walk away from Marvel. That's films. right, because I mean, he he always said he had a, a run in mind of yep. the films he wanted to, do, but he didn't want to be staying around for too long. And he's he's ex- he has since extended that, but I yes, believe yes. that this movie would be the ending of that contract yet again. I'm not sure. Well, th- this also will then lead into f- a Phase Four. So, so which is you know um, new things for Marvel, new characters, stuff is, like that. Will that be the beginning of? Winter Soldier. Winter becoming, Shoulder. Beca- yeah. Winter Shoulder. Shoulder. <laughs> Winter I was, Soldier. I was kind of hoping you would skip over that. <laughs> no way. And, and then, and then um, yeah, will that become the new Avengers? Possibly. Team. Possibly. I tell you, you know, what. Well, Spidey, of, Spidey can definitely come into that team. He could too. That would be uh, based on a lot of the Brian Michael Bendis story mm-hmm. arc in the comics. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, exciting times. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, well, we won't know. Uh, when's Avengers Infinity Wars? That's next I, year, I, I believe. I End of next year or something like that. You can't be too far away. No, because uh, they're, they're well and truly into it. Mm. Um, uh, look, exciting days ahead. That's all I can say. What a great time to be a geek. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Nothing else from you, Ginge? That's about it for me. Thank you, sir. Mate, uh, thank you so much for podcasting. Folks, seriously, go watch Thor Ragnarok on the yep. big screen. Tell us what you think in the Do comments. Do yourself a favour. Do you, as, as Molly Meldrum here in give Australia would say. Uh, and to all our international list- listeners, fantastic, by the way. We, we actually checked the other day. We yep. have a huge international following. We do. Thank you all so much, especially to our American brethren and Canadians. And, yes. of course, the lovely Brits. But our homegrown audience, big thumbs up to you two here in Australia. It's so great to do the Geeks Beat Podcast. Great to be back behind the mic with you, big fella. Thank you very much. Wake up some pots and pans. I'm Todd Bailey. I've been your host. Stay geeky.